Hey everybody, my name is Nyla, and you're listening to Greener Thoughts, a podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is going to be all about anti-nutrients and what you should know about them. So let's get started. So, of course, welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favor Greener Thoughts rate and share it, especially if you like it. And lastly, send your thoughts or comments by email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the information from uh, the news portion of the episode comes from um, MNN, or otherwise known as Mother Nature Network. And uh, I wanted to mainly talk about this topic, anti-nutrients, because I'd never heard of the word before. And I thought it sounded kind of sinister and kind of dark, but also because it had to deal with health and um, nutrient absorption and uh, what we're taking in with our food. And sort of, uh, you know, dealing with uh, if you're eating enough and if you're maybe eating a healthy diet, then you maybe don't have to worry. But other people who um, have ailments or different conditions that affect their diet or what they can eat, it's probably best to, you know, learn more about this and um, dive into it. So I thought to talk about it and uh, learn with you all um, as I was researching this topic. So, uh, I wanted to first start off with um, a question, and it's based on something real. So, um, I wanted to ask first, um, did you know that excess protein can lead to weight gain? Um, that is something that, you know, is something that I sort of think about, like protein. Does it actually uh, benefit you in the ways that you think, you know, and when you're talking about losing weight or gaining weight, you know, ask yourself all types of questions and what you're eating is very much important. It's very much a part of that conversation. Um, I think, you know, besides water or sugar or other types of um, things that you may uh, not be aware of, but you take in when you're eating food, you know, protein is also a part of that 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 whole total package. So if you didn't know before that excess protein, you know, can definitely lead to weight gain, then you definitely know now. Uh, so I'm going to start off with the topic that um, putting um, protein back in nutrition is very important. So that's what I'm going to start off with. And um, the rundown of uh, anti-nutrients is as follows. Um, So anti-nutrients are uh, compounds that your body has, and they actually reduce um, your body's ability to just um, use and absorb actual vitamins and nutrients it needs. So um, things like maybe vitamin A or vitamin uh, D or K or these other types of vitamins, it makes it harder to do that. Um, and you're usually found in things that you would eat normally, like green vegetables, you know, the leafy kind, um, whole grain breads, legumes, types of um, foods like that, which unfortunately they have these anti-nutrients, which I want to name um, in a bit. 
So um, according to the Harvard School of Public Health, um, they looked at many different types of common anti-nutrient categories and they found different types of foods as uh, anti-nutrients that you should be aware of and know about and uh, what kind of nutrients that they stifle or um, have a hard time um, having you absorb because of um, these foods. So I'm going to start off with glucosinolates. They are found in things like broccoli, um, if you're a broccoli lover, uh, Brussels sprouts, which I love, cabbage, and they actually um, impede and cause issues with absorbing iodine. Um, so if you have low um, iodine levels in your system, this may be why, or maybe genetic or something else, but it could be because of what you're eating. Um, because of the glucosinolates, um, the anti-nutrients in those foods. Uh, lectins is another food, um, and they're found in your legumes, so your nuts, like something like peanuts or small beans, like um, regular beans, red beans, black beans, brown beans, pinto beans, um, and even soybeans, and also whole grain bread. So lectins um, actually hinder you absorbing um, calcium, iron, and uh, phosphorus, and also zinc, for example. So they kind of stop uh, you absorbing all those nutrients to your fullest. And then the next anti-nutrient is um, oxalates, which um, uh, is also one to also stop and kind of impede your body absorbing another um, great um a vitamin and nutrient calcium so if you're eating like I said before more green leafy uh, things and also tea if you're a tea drinker um, oxalates are is the anti-nutrient and so you're gonna have a hard time absorbing again calcium and phytates uh, phytates in uh, phytic acid you may have heard about that before um, is just like um, uh, lectins, where it's also an anti-nutrient, uh, and you can find it also in your seeds, varieties of food, nuts, um, legumes like beans, peanuts, um, and also, again, whole grain bread. And you're going to have problems with calcium and iron and zinc, unfortunately. And then the last two uh, anti-nutrients are uh, saponins. Uh, which are found in legumes, um, you know, your nut varieties of foods and breads, and you're going to um, have problems absorbing different types of nutrients. And then lastly, tannins, and those are also found in tea and coffee drinkers. Um, beware. And then uh, legumes, and you're going to have issues with your iron um, in itself. So um, those are many different varieties of anti-nutrients and what they are found in their foods. There's a common theme running here. Um, green leafy vegetables, tea, coffee, peanuts, legumes, um, those types of foods you should be aware of. And sort of mix and match those maybe in your diet. But of course, if you're getting the um, recommended um, you know, caloric intake, um, then you should be fine. I'm going to talk about it just in a second about why meeting a healthy diet is really important and otherwise it could really be detrimental for you. So if you are um, wanting to have a healthy diet and you're meeting, like I said, your caloric intake, you're exercising, you, you don't have any other problems that are maybe genetic or based on something else that's not necessarily diet related, um, then you don't have much to worry about.
and for the masses of people on the planet, you know, if you're if you're eating the nutrient dense food that's not necessarily processed or um, something that maybe makes you allergic or something else, then you're good. And um, the impact of anti nutrients won't really affect you as much. But in specific diet conditions, um, anti nutrients are a problem. And so if you have something like um, an underlying thyroid disorder, or you have low levels of iodine and have a deficiency in that, then um, glucosinolates are going to be affecting you. If you eat um, the cabbages and the Brussels sprouts, like um, I talked about before, they're going to affect you. Or if you, for example, are prone to kidney stones, then you should lay off and limit your green leafy vegetable intake because you're going to be prone to having kidney stones. And you wouldn't have known that because of the anti-nutrients in the green leafy vegetables. Maybe eat different varieties of salad. Try eating maybe cob salads or eating um, different foods entirely. You know, other green vegetables that aren't necessarily uh, cabbage or... um, Brussels sprouts like you could eat more cucumbers you could eat um, more greens you could eat more uh, peas for example those types of uh, vegetables and then lastly if your diet is poor or limited or you um, like I said or want to maybe eat um, uh, strictly certain types of foods or you um, can't afford the best foods or something of that nature or something extreme, terrifyingly extreme, like if you're an irritarian, which is a real thing, um, and you are offensive, um, you find it offensive to eat anything, or for example, you are a sibophobia, and that's a person who has a fear of food, or for example, if you're fasting, then you know those are things that are gonna have adverse effects on your health, but other than that, um, if you're eating a, a well-rounded diet, then you don't have much to worry about. But again, um, anti-nutrients is something important, you know, because if you didn't know about it before, I think, you know, you have a good sense of it now and you can always research more. But I'm kind of glad that I talked about it and uh, it's it's pretty, um, you know, an interesting topic. Anti-anything is is. Is interesting and when it happens to do with health and nutrients I decided to take a look and dive into it and talk about it for the topic so my thoughts on anti-nutrients are that um, simply making them or categorizing them as simply good or bad is not necessarily what we need to do uh, or think about them we just need to you know, analyze and know that they are just different. They are just as they are. They just happen to be in foods, certain types of foods, limited amounts of foods, green leafy vegetables, coffees, tea, um, whole grains, and and other types of foods like beans. And you can just lay off of those. And also, um, something like the anti-nutrient um, glucosinolates, the anti-nutrient, um, they are in, of course, green leafy vegetables, but those, um, that anti-nutrient has anti-carcinogenic effects. So in other words, it helps you fight cancer. So it's not all the way bad. It's just different and it will affect your absorption of, you know, the different, um, essential nutrients and vitamins that your body needs, but also you got to consider that it also fights cancer. So that's also, you know, a great, uh, thing to, 
uh, eat uh, green leafy vegetables for anyway. Um, and I want to take a look at how veggies and fruits are viewed in our society. So um, I don't really watch too much TV, but when I um, did, I didn't see as many um, nutritionally packed, healthy commercials for different types of foods, unless it was maybe avocados or pistachios or something else. Um, I didn't see particular brands other than maybe V8 or other types of um, foods um, being marketed as such versus like McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King or other types of uh, foods. And it's kind of sad because veggies and fruits are amazing. You know, I try and eat salads once a week. Like I, I, I sometimes create a big salad and, you know, have that and I eat off of that for many days with my other meals or just by itself. And it's good, you know, salads, um, you know, they relieve you, they clean you out, they are the healthy part of your diet that you should um, invest more highly in. And it sucks that nowadays salads and fruits can be more expensive sometimes than your processed foods from um, junk food or maybe from a, a takeout restaurant. And I would like to see more advertising, maybe in YouTube videos, because I do happen to watch many of those, um, or other things, just making fruits and veggies like more veggies more accessible um, is also important too, and where they are. Um, so if you have um, maybe fruits and vegetables in a, um, a grocery store, that's different than if you're living someplace where there's, you know, strip malls and mini malls and gas stations and there's not too many um, grocery stores and you're in a food desert because you have to go 10 or so miles or more than that for fresh fruits and vegetables. That doesn't make as much sense and it's really um, demonstrating why there's social inequality um, in the world and um, even in your backyard, you may not have known. Um, and some of my favorite uh, fruits and veggies are, um, I love tomatoes, I love Brussels sprouts, I love um, cucumbers are good too. I love so many of them. Carrots are, you know, really great, you know, just great crunchy snacks, celery, um, onions. I love onions like to death. I love red onions, white onions, doesn't matter. I love it. Garlic is cool, even though it's not necessarily um, what I eat in like salad or something. Um, just any vegetable. Eggplant, though, I haven't had too much of that, and I kind of want to fry it more because it's just, like, I want that crunch instead of, like, a soggy um, type of eggplant. But, you know, if that was something that I could get more of, then I'd definitely try to um, eat more with that. But there's probably not a veggie um, that I would turn down, and I love all my fruits as well. And um, veggies and fruits, they should have more of a good rap instead of a bad rap um in society like I think because they're not as um well I'm not gonna say they're not they're not as um easy to get but depending on who you are if you're a vegan or a vegetarian then you know fruits and veggies are your staple and you're easily you know want to go out and probably get them or try to find and make ways to you know, make healthy meals and just live with those things. Um, but um, maybe someone who's pescatarian like me, I'm trying to be even better with that, um, or someone who likes to eat meat a lot, you know, you should 
maybe consider how vegetables and fruits, you know, can play a part in your life, you know, topping different meals or as a side, um, as a snack uh, before you go to bed, um, just like water. You need fruits and vegetables um, in your life. And so I wish that the image of fruits and vegetables just changed as a whole um, instead of just being relegated to um, snacks at um, um, dinner time or as a kid snack or for events. You see tons of fruits and veggie platters, but how much of those fruits and vegetables do we actually eat per week? And, and are we getting our recommended um, uh, allowance or uh, consumption of those fruits and vegetables? That's the real question. So um, that all ends um, the news portion and my thoughts on the subject. And I'm going to get to the Mother Earth Minutes in a moment, but I'm going to come back with a, a short message. Do you love Greener Thoughts? If you're able to, decide to show your support of Greener Thoughts by clicking the second link in the description box of the episode. It's a direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is, of course, the time in the program where I review the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and save Mother Earth. And the message for this Mother Earth Minutes is that you are and are not what nutrients you eat. So whether you eat the types of anti-nutrients we talked about or not, you are more than just the sum of what you put into your body. And I want to first start off with the first Mother Earth Minutes tip is that you can try writing out your conditions or ailments or things that are affecting your body and try connecting them to your food and if it's making your food worse or better in your body. Um, and, and analyze how often do you eat raw fruits and vegetables um, and how um, do you make your different, different uh, meal combinations? You know, do you eat them with processed vegetables or fruit like from a takeout restaurant or from um, a restaurant that's not necessarily from home. Um, how often do you take the time to prepare your meals thoughtfully? That actually, you know, can save you a lot of time and money too. Um, cause when you think about preparing meals, like you can get a, a, a takeaway, um, a service that you actually can, you know, prepare your meals, a meal prep, uh, program, or you can do something at home, but you're looking at, okay, how much do you, put on your plate how um is this food priced how how much did it take to get this food will i eat this food will i save this food is this my favorite food you can kind of see what you buy and if this is something that you can eat like for for me for example i don't eat a lot of eggplants so what i could do if i'm trying to see how maybe eggplants will will do me good or do me bad is find one and then start preparing some meals with eggplant frying them baking them adding them to salads or different varieties of foods and then seeing how they affect me seeing if it can be again on my maybe on my favorites list of vegetables to eat who knows but that's just an example of how you can use a food to try and figure out if it's for you and you know mix it with other things and see um if you like it and maybe it can stick 
Uh, the second thing is uh, I compiled a list of food and health documentaries, all of almost all of which I've watched. I've watched probably um, 98% of them. So, um, well, actually, yeah, I probably watched 90% of them, I'd say, because um, there's about 10 um, listed here. So I'm going to read you the title and then the year that they were um, made. So the first is What the Health, and it, these are in no particular order, so I, I, I watched um, a, um, almost all of them, and I loved all of them for what did they what they gave me, and what I learned from them, and why they're my favorites, and so I thought I'd share these if you're interested beyond just food and how diet, exercise, your, your, your economic and socioeconomic level, for example, play a part in your health. So the first is... Um, what the Health, and it was made in 2017. The second is Food Matters, and that was made in um, 2008. And then Food Inc. was also made in 2008. And then uh, Feel Rich, Health is Wealth was made in 2017. Fed Up was made in 2014. And then Fast Food Nation was made in 2006. Eating um, You Alive, that was made in 2018. Vegucated, that was made in 2011, and then Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead coming in at number 9, and that was made um, in 2010, and then lastly, number 10, um, Hungry for Change, that was made in 2012, and if you haven't seen those uh, movies, I suggest you check those out and, um, you know, see how they may affect your diet and your living um, situation. Um, down the road and see what you can pick up from those movies. Then the third tip um, before the last tip, the fourth tip is um, reading some books. I love to read. I buy books um, maybe every other month or so depending on you know budget and stuff but I like books a lot so um, anybody that'll tell you they can look at my uh, book collection and see that I like to read and I have an extensive Book collection on Amazon is part of my lists, and I have a social science one, I have a many books collection, I have an environmental social collection, and I have an environmental sociology for waste uh, and trash specifically. And um, I pulled out some um, nutrition books as recommendations. So the first one has 4.5 stars currently on Amazon, and it's called Comfortable Unaware. What we choose to eat is killing us in our planet, and that's by Richard uh, Openlander. The second book is um, uh, one that has five stars currently, and it's called How Not to Die, uh, Discover the Food, and Scientifically Proven um, uh, to Prevent and Reverse Disease. It's by Dr. Uh, Michael Greger, and he's also... Um, I'm part of the nutritionfacts.org uh, uh, YouTube channel, and I um, am a subscriber of his channel, and I'll talk about his uh, YouTube channel a little bit later. And then lastly, the third book is one that has 4.5 stars currently, and it's called The Maker's Diet, the 40-day health experience that will change your life forever. It's by Jordan S. Rubin. You can either get the 2005 version or the 2013 version. Either one is fine. And then lastly, the YouTube channels um, about health, I think, are very much important if you're one who's a visual learner, audio learner, likes to learn um, frequently because videos are always being put out on YouTube. Um, 
so the first one is nutritionfacts.org again by um, Dr. Um, Michael Greger. He's the host and creator of that um, channel and it's really really astounding because he's a doctor and he inputs all types of scholarly articles, medical journal articles, and answers questions um, with the topics that he covers and he talks about it in simple terms um, funny lingo, highlighted versions, you know, magnified versions of um, the things that he covers. And it's pretty important stuff. I love it. And it's really addictive to just learn about, you know, what are the effects of coconut oil on the body? Um, how much um, uh, should you be having um, as, as a water intake, as a general rule? Um, and then how can you prevent cancer with the foods that you eat? There are so many different topics he covers and questions that he answers. It's amazing. The second is um, uh, plant-based news. That is a you know channel for those who happen to be vegan, vegetarian, um, and even even if you want to increase your uh, vegetable intake, that's definitely the way to go. And then the third is uh, healthcare triage. I like that channel a lot because it's also um, run by a doctor, I believe, and he answers all types of different questions. Really great visual graphics and facts are there. Again, scholarly articles, quotes, and all types of different sources that you can definitely check out. So those are all the um, things I have for you in the Mother Earth Minutes, and I'm going to get to the eco fact of the day. fact of the day is that good quality juicers can run anywhere from $100 to $500. The most expensive juicer though is the original Norwalk hydraulic press juicer for $2,495. That fact was found on factretriever.com. So the call to action is just the time and green of thoughts where I want to hear of course your story so you can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental care support. Do you work hard in the environment, in either an organization or other entity? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send a 200-word essay to the email address greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So next is the uh, Eco Company Spotlight, where I would love to, of course, um, review your environmentally-related product or service and could also help you get uh, your idea out there to people who may not have known about it so definitely reach out to Green Thoughts I'd love to talk about it and um, review it and for now I'm going to um, introduce um, companies and I have been for um, um, since maybe February or so um, companies that I think are great and that you can definitely check out and um, I have many of these um, companies I talk about I've either um, tested their um, product or service and I definitely love it and so I thought to do that um, again and so one that I think is very purposeful and meaningful is called uh, Preserve Products and uh, if you heard of this company definitely be sure to share your thoughts so uh, Preserve Products was founded in Western Massachusetts by Eric Hudson and he actually decided to sort of bridge the gap between manufacturers 
and um uh, and those who were recycling and you know he found that uh, manufacturers weren't really putting recycled materials to good use and there were people who were recycling and they they wanted um you know things to change and so he decided to found um preserve actually in 1996 and preserve is a dynamic and um environmentally focused lifestyle company um, that offers a range of um, different recycled plastic for the customers and plant-based products um, for both in and out of the home and for multi and single use occasions. Um, and by the way, Preserve Products is a B Corp. Now a Benefit Corp or B Corp is actually a new kind of business it's guided by socially and environmentally related and focused principles that actually make it stand out from traditional um, corporations and corporation models and nonprofits. And a certified B Corp, you know, formally commits um, it building its business so that it benefits all stakeholders and not just the shareholders. And also, B Corps are assessed every two years with in-depth questionnaires, interviews, and follow-up audits. Preserve Products um, produces an array of products from um, necessary kitchen essentials for preparing your food, of course, toothpicks and brushes, toothbrushes for after you're eating, food storage containers and plasticware for eating with and saving food, travel essentials when you're out and about, subscriptions of some of their products to tie you over until the next time, and shaving razors to clean up everything your mouth has consumed throughout the day. Preserved products are made from 100% recycled plastics with the exception of their preserved to-go container. Um, and all preserved products are recyclable, especially with their Gimme 5 mail-in program and your curbside recycling program. They're also BPA-free, not tested on animals. And all their products are made in the United States of America, except their razor cartridges, which are assembled in Mexico, and an internal mechanism for one of their um, parts for their preserve. Shave 5 razor, which is made in China. And um, I love their products, especially because um, they're unique. And I, I love their green apple set. I bought that probably two years ago or so. It's durable, it's recyclable, um, it's dishwasher safe, it has supreme quality, it will never chip, bend, um, it's really thick plastic, it is ridiculously inexpensive. Currently the price for like 8 sets is is a little under $6. I was amazed. Um, and it's thick and powerful of course, and your best uses out of it are probably going to be... Um, if you want to have big family functions or if you have little kids because they come in different colors. If you have a picnic coming up soon, special events and other similar occasions. And then uh, lastly, uh, preserved products can be found online at www.preserve.eco.com. They're also on Amazon.com and on um, eBay in limited varieties. And you have to search preserved products cutlery or you're going to find... Um, products about preserving food. So make sure you do that. And then um, preserved products are also found at fine um, department stores in the kitchen section. 
And then uh, their social media where um, Preserve Products are found. They're found on their Facebook at Preserve Products. And uh, Google Plus, um, if you search Preserve. Um, but Google Plus is going to be shutting down on April 2nd, 2019. So beware of that. On Instagram, they're found at Preserve Products. On LinkedIn, they're found um, at Preserve. And Pinterest, they're found at Preserve. And on Twitter, they're found at Preserve. And then YouTube, they're found um, at Preserve. And uh, their Facebook and Instagram uh, pages were giving error messages, so watch out for those um, when I recently searched them. And then their email is info at preserve.eco.com or preserve, yeah, preserve, um, info at preserve.eco. And the phone number is 888-354-7296. Um, then they're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then last bit is that you can also contact them at um, www.preserve.eco and then clicking con the Contact Us tab at the top of their webpage to contact them. So um, I really um, was glad to talk about all that I did in this episode, especially anti-nutrients, Mother Earth Minutes. Like I love every bit of it. And um, I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in for this uh, week's episode. And also, happy uh, Women's History Month and celebrating women achievements and women throughout history and celebrating her story. And uh, be sure to share this episode or mark it as a favorite, especially if you liked it. And I hope it, that you tune in for um, the episode next time. And until then, thanks so much. Bye.